You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Half hour. Welcome to Half Hour with Jeff and Richie. I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. And today on our show, we have the extraordinary Gabby Beans, a Tony-nominated actress whose Broadway debut in The Skin of Our Teeth on Broadway set stages ablaze. Her performances extend to all Broadway hits as well, like I'm Revolting and Mary's Seacole. And she's currently shining in Jonah off-Broadway Roundabout Theater Company. Gabby's screen presence is equally impactful with roles in Succession, The Good Fight, and Ray Donovan. She's soon to be seen in Apple TV Plus's Presumed Innocent. Her award-winning film work highlights her story storytelling prowess. And with a rich educational background from Columbia University at Lambda, Gabby's diverse experiences and passion for the arts promise a fascinating conversation. Let's give a warm welcome to Gabby Beans. Gabby, welcome to Half Hour. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I feel scared that you promised an enriching conversation. I now feel uh, immense pressure to deliver on that promise, but I'm going to try. I thought you're going to. I know you will. It's going to be great. Thank you for being here. We really appreciate your time. My pleasure. That was really lovely. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's really great to have you on this show. And before we jump into your current role of Anna in Roundabout's off-Broadway production of Jonah. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about how you got started in the industry? Absolutely. I mean, the main thing is I just was a ham. I loved attention. I loved telling jokes and doing weird stuff and getting attention for it. And then when I discovered that that could be a monetizable skill, I was like, ha there we go. But it was a little bit of a circuitous route to actually, you know, doing acting as a career. I was more of like a sciencey, mathy kind of kid. And in undergrad, I um, was studying science. I was kind of on a pre-med track, but then had this come to Jesus moment where I realized that if I didn't give performing a chance, I would probably regret it forever. Um, and so, you know, by the grace of the universe, I applied to graduate school and got in and then uh, kind of the rest is history. But well, mostly just a bottomless need for attention and validation. <laughs> just a quick overview for our listeners about Jonah and just reminding everyone there are spoilers ahead. So if you haven't seen Jonah yet, go check it out. But we are going to give a little bit of spoiler here. Jonah tells the story of Anna, a young student far from home and deeply alone. When Anna and Jonah meet, everything she's longed for begins falling into place, but soon she realizes that Jonah is not all that he seems. What begins as an exploration of thrilling desire shifts into more complex negotiations of intimacy and survival that will keep you guessing until the final twisting moments. Mm -hmm. Jonah is written by Rachel Bonds and directed by Danya Tamar. 
Okay. So we <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed your performance of Anna in Jonah. What initially Thank drew you. you to Anna and how do you per- personally connect with her story? Yeah, that's an awesome question. I mean, so when I when was reading the play initially, um, the first reaction I had was like a kind of a emotional one. I, I was just moved to tears and I felt like the play was articulating some very like subterranean feelings that I had not encountered um, in a play or just even in myself. And I was very compelled by that experience. And then upon thinking about like what the demands of the role would be and whatnot, I was like, wow, this is a huge challenge. And I was honestly not I was unsure as to whether I could pull this off because, you know, from an acting perspective, you're looking at playing one person from the age of like 16 to the age of like 38 mm-hmm. and you don't leave the stage and it's um, emotionally challenging material. So that's a lot of, uh, you know, that's a lot to do, but I think it's always a gift to be offered an opportunity to do something that really stretches you and genuinely challenges you. And I was, um, excited about that challenge and also I've always I've admired for many years Danya's work and after meeting with her and talking about like how she wanted to go about working on this piece I was kind of sold and so um, so yeah and then also I just think that um, discussion of intimacy and depiction of like real sensuality on stage is not something that we see so much mm-hmm. in New York as much and so I was excited about the prospect of being part of a piece that um where that is, is so central to the storytelling totally and you bring these such these raw emotions to life were there challenges mm-hmm. with the role in different moments of you playing the role in terms of some of those intimacy moments or just some of the comedy moments or what was more of a challenge to you as you were developing the role? For me, it was less about um, like these individual moments and more about what, like the challenge of the event of the play, because I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but you, I do not leave the stage. Yeah. yeah. Right, so right. Um, what was the biggest challenge was learning as a performer how to just move through that experience right. and understand what, like how to move from one moment to the next and under, like what my prep is on stage to move into a new moment. And I think it was just a, really it was a matter of like repetition. Cause I think that this piece is very, for all of us, not just me is, you know, emotionally and technically very athletic. And mm. so a lot of it was just, having enough familiarity with the piece to then feel free inside of it and be able to uh, reach for those or at least uh, inhabit those, you know, the emotional demands of the story. Totally. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you're touching on something here with Anna's relationship with Jonah. And one of like our burning questions here is like, are as the audience, are we supposed to feel like Jonah is real or Jonah is the ideal person that Anna wants to be with? I think it's both. I, I'm sorry to give a kind of no, cop out answer, yeah. <laughs> but I remember early on in rehearsal asking Danya. Um, so is there a tonal difference between these Jonah scenes and the other scenes for reasons I won't divulge explicitly right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And, um, 
And even though you did give that very generous spoiler warning, I'm still going to yes, be a little too. Yes, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, like what she said was that it sh- shouldn't, there shouldn't be a, like a discernible difference in the playing of it between how we are to how I am with Jonah and how I am with the other characters. I think a lot of the heavy lifting of like giving that sort of um, perhaps more imaginative vibes comes from mm-hmm. the tech, you know, comes from the lighting and the sound and um, and how we're supported by the technical elements in that moment. But yeah, for, in the playing of it, we were just playing it like, it, I mean, it, as su- you would any other scene. Yeah, it's super cool because even like when we're leaving, we still don't really know necessarily. Like, I feel like that's so the beauty and the writing of this play in general that it's like, oh, Jonah could be real or Jonah could not be real or like what is Jonah to Anna so it's like I don't know and I feel like you really narrate that for us throughout this whole show and how did that Mm -hmm. kind of deciding that well I think that like one of the cool things about the play that you're kind of hitting on is that all of the things that we see are real for Anna Anna oh not me (laughs) mispronouncing my own favorite name I told you I was gonna do that yeah Oh man! Wow, it's tough. That's... It's tough. It's Listen, a tough name because it could go either way. Anna is just so fancy, and I think I just sometimes that 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 nasal end just creeps in. <laughs> but okay. uh, but yeah, no, I I think that like all of the things that we see happen on stage are real for Anna, even mm-hmm. if they they may be questionably real in an objective sense. And so for me, a lot of my work had to do with just getting really specific about who she was at certain points in her life. And there are certain technical elements, like I think for me early on, I realized that vocal storytelling was going to probably help a lot because there's just things that change as you age. You know, your your voice gets deeper as you age, mm-hmm. you speak more slowly as you age. And I was like, okay, these are like things that are both helpful to me as the actor to be able to lock into a certain period of her life and also hopefully helpful for the audience to be able to tell the passage of time um but yeah and we it's so interesting because what a lot of times when i leave shows i say to jeff a lot i say oh uh, so many shows the directors and the narration and the plot are are kind of like beaten to you like into your head like this is what we're trying to say and i feel like with this piece the audience was trusted i always say i wish directors and playwrights like this trusted their audience more to start connecting these dots without having to say now we're in this location now we're in the and so this was so trusting for me to say oh 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 and be able to connect it all so with that said how are you finding that audiences are reacting to this are you finding audiences reacting the way like wow oh that that's the brother oh that's the that jonah is real or not like I don't leave there feeling confused at all. I leave there feeling like, okay, I think I know what this is about. And now I want to talk about it. Like, are you finding a lot of audiences are reacting this way? We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. Thank you so much for saying that. I, yeah. I also appreciate, like, you know, I, I appreciate nuance in work. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, Rachel and Danya are both people who are not afraid of nuance. And I think that that is to the that is in service of the work in a way that is very refreshing as a performer. And as to the audience response, I think what I've been noticing is that people engage with it as deeply as they want to and as they're able to, because there are some very challenging themes in the show. There are moments that could uh, bring up certain stuff for people. And so there's some people I talk to after the show who it's almost as if they're like trying to figure out a whodunit. And they're like, well, was this written? And they're engaging it on it. They're engaging with the show in this very sort of schematic, mm-hmm. almost like mystery story way. And then there are other people who come up and, you know, the, the twisty, turny narrative is almost secondary to them. And they just want to speak about how it made them feel or what it opened up for them or how... Uh, meaningful it was to see a certain experience represented on stage. So it's really been a wide range of reactions from from our viewers. I bet. I I can see that because I feel like I'm the kind of theater goer that likes to put a puzzle together. And (laughs) and like, I feel like there were so many puzzling moments in this piece, but also I could see like on the surface level, like just people feeling one way or another. And I did want to kind of talk about that in a little bit of like, this is set in the boarding school where you're, you've now left the home. Um, how do you feel like this environment is really helping kind of tell the story of Anna as well? Hmm. I think that the boarding school is representative of a space of like, where she can radically self-actualize. Because if you think about it, like I connected, the way I sort of connected into my own life was when I left home to go to college. Because I did not go to boarding school. I was living at home during high school. But when I went to college, it was the first time as a person, you know, aside from brief stints doing programs or something like that, where I was, you know, living with other people my own age, kind of left to my own devices, and with a bunch of people who didn't know me and had no previous history um, mm-hmm. of me. And so that was a space of like self-exploration and discovery and like kind of trying out different identities. And I feel like that's what the boarding school space is for Anna too, is that it's a space for her to imagine a version of herself that feels really, really good mm-hmm. with this person who also really makes her feel really good. Yeah. And, and it was, and the set, I feel like the set design was just enough of, we understood where we were, but I liked that the set didn't change in different locations and that these characters mysteriously through the wonderful lighting design too appeared and disappeared. And it actually took me a while to realize, oh, that's like one big curtain. It, it's not a wall, right? It, they can go yeah. underneath the curtain. <laughs> like it was like cool to kind of uh. explore some of that throughout <laughs> the piece, you know? Yeah. That was very cool. 
Um, and what was yeah, the point? designers really did their thing. Let me say yeah, the designers, oh, yeah. Morgan, who was also Morgan Gould, I believe, who did the actually, I should really get his name correct. Let me just give me one second. Yes, no, that's okay. Yeah, totally, totally. Because Wait. there are so many amazing designers on this, along with their director and writer, too, of course. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, the sound design, the lighting design, the costumes, I mean, every design works so well together. And that's one I, thing about Danya is that she, I think she, has a lot of folks that she works with on the regular. And so they have sort of a Morgan Ald did the illusions. So okay. the incredible um, illusions that you see of people, you know, appearing and disappearing and stuff like that was, that was his really, really beautiful work. Um, really cool. I just wanted to make sure I pronounced his name correctly. Yes. And, and it was and super and smart. Like totally smart, the illusions yeah. like that. And like what you're saying too about Danya, like, Sometimes when we go to shows, we're starting to realize, like, does the creative team ever talk to each other? And this <laughs> one was one that we left and we were like, oh, they cohesively really work together along with the cast. And it just mm -hmm. was great. Can I just say that that's actually something very unique to Danya, where, okay. like, I have never had an experience. Like, we got to go to the theater and see them building the set. Mm -hmm. um, and... And Danya would ask us for our opinion about how to stage certain things. And it's like, I, it was almost, it took me aback at first because as an actor, sometimes you can feel very infantilized. You know, people treat you sort of like, okay, you just do, just go to your place and say your thing. Less so in the theater than in TV and film, I would say. But, um, but to mm -hmm. feel like the spirit of true collaboration that we could all sort of, uh, comment on any piece of the, you know, production, even outside of our specific job was really cool. And I think really um, en enriched the work. She's an incredible director. It's very clear on, in this production that she's working so well with the writer and you all. And it's truly amazing stuff that she's doing. And it kind of, it kind of leads me into a little bit of a, your keeping, just to talk about your, your portrayal of Anna and the revelations you have with Jonah and these other characters, I kind of feel like she's, she's, it's got to be difficult for you to have to play different emotions and energy levels with three very different actors up there. You know, you have Jonah, you have Danny, and you have Steven. And some of them are so comedic and lighthearted and wonderful, and some are very abusive and sad. And, and then, and it's at the, three second lights change and now you have to change to like what is that like i can only imagine for that long like you said you never leave the stage first of all i just gotta give every single prop there is to give to my castmates each of these three guys not only are like just talented gorgeous kind amazing people but like the whole like part of what makes the play work is these male characters coming in with very, very strong mm -hmm. intentions and ways they want to affect Anna. So the, diff the, the, the difference between the energies of the three men in the show is actually so helpful to me because the strength and the specificity of how they're showing up in the scene is what really allows me to be able to inhabit a different time and place. So that's actually such a huge gift to me, like them coming up and immediately changing the temperature in the room means that I don't have to then manufacture, uh, you know, some sort of shift. 
So they are all extremely gifted and extremely lovely and wonderful to work with. And I couldn't be more lucky, honestly, to, to just be doing this with those guys. And at first it was really difficult, you know, like doing those quick pivots and gear shifts. And there were definitely moments of doubt where I was like, is this possible? Like, like you're really like, you're really asking me to like go from here to here and but I will say that like the athleticism element, I can't stress that enough. Just getting the reps in and really learning the contours of the piece. It's like a dance. It's like, you know, like, okay, like my big solo is coming. So I need to like get ready, you know, even though I'm right here in this moment with this person, I'm also thinking a few moments ahead about where I'm, where I need to end up. So it's kind of like calibrating your energy and having that sort of split performer mind where you're very much present in the fictive moment with your, with your, your scene partner, but then you're also having the meta awareness of like what the demands of the event are and where you need to go. So it's really cool in that way. And when Steven comes in, you know, when you have such serious subject matter, it's almost like you need comedic relief somewhere. And I remember thinking like, not to, 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 I mean, his character is so complex and deep too, but I always think like when we see so much difficult stuff that we get to the end and Steven, I mean, he's wonderful. The character is so wonderfully written. And it's so, it, it, it's it's almost in a way nice that like we see that, but then there's some deep relationship there with religion is so, so hugely talked about between the two characters. I mean, even the name, you know, going back to the name like Jonah, Jonah is a biblical name of sorts to this, all this rooted religion here. And then when you, your character is talking to Steven's character about religion at the end and what you each want, it's just in a way nice to kind of end I don't want to say lighthearted, but maybe a little like, okay, she's met this new guy. We'll see what their relationship's like, right? Like, it was nice that he kind of comes in later with that comedic element of sorts. Absolutely. I think that Rachel's really smart because she's not, you know, one of her superpowers as a writer is that she doesn't shy away from the darkness, but she takes care of the audience. She takes care of the performers and she takes care of the characters. So she knows that, like, at that point in the story, you need a little bit of like, you know, I call, I, I always tell John who plays Steven, I'm like, you're like an amuse-bouche. You're like a little, like, like a taste of citrus to just like wake everything up after all of this like rich, but like dark sort of material. Totally, oh, yeah. totally. And it's something that, you know, I do want to praise you because I feel like you can flip through characters so easily. Um, not that you're changing character in this show with Anna, but you are changing like the moments in her life very quickly back and forth, which is great, which wants me to lead to uh, my next question here, because we know that you were part of Skin of Our Teeth. We saw you in Skin of Our Teeth, and I left that theater absolutely blown away by you. I just have to say it, praising you. But you also had to flip through there in characters, and you just, every time you were on that stage, you captivated the stage, you owned Mm. it. And how do you feel like that role kind of has helped you now playing Anna? in Jonah. We'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let's jump back into things. It's so funny you should ask that question because um, I was having dinner with my castmates and they were like, is Jonah the hardest thing you ever had to do as an actor? And I was like, 100% yes. And that's crazy to me because when I was doing Skin of Our Teeth, I remember, you know, thinking about when we were rehearsing that show and doing that show, I was like, there's nothing that's harder than this. You know, like, I'm like, and, and it's so much fun, but just technically very challenging. I was doing this crazy character voice. It was very physical. It was like the first show that I ever did where like I had to be on vocal rest when I wasn't performing and stuff like that. And, um, but that role really did prepare me because it gave me the confidence to know that I could, that I enjoy challenges and that I could take on a challenge and I could face like all the doubt and discomfort that comes from stretching your abilities and come out on the other side, like a better person and a better performer. So I think that's the main way that it, that it prepared me is like to, to, to like actually not lead with fear hey. and and your role your character in skin of our teeth was i mean just the maid in act one the whole thing is hilarious i it's funny because jeff i had read the play when in my in my undergrad when i studied theater and i remember it's such an old play it's been around for so long and jeff was like was this written yesterday i'm like no like this is like you would think it was really truly written because it's so timely in chaotic times, which I feel like we're in now, and mm-hmm. I feel like we're kind of always in. But it's <laughs> it's such a commentary piece, and it's so smartly written. And then to to just dive into that eight times a week on Broadway, it must just be like, oh, I just thought that was such an amazing revival of that. You're Tony nominated. You find out you're Tony nominated for this role. Tell us what that process was like to find out you're Tony nominated and go through the whole Tony Awards process. Absolutely. So, um, basically like I, like, so the whole experience of the skin of our teeth was sort of a dream experience in that I was working with a director that I have a really strong relationship with Liliana Blaine Cruz, who is a genius and is a friend and has really the reason why I have a career. Um, and, and, and so I was just really enjoying doing the work and having fun on stage and acting absolutely like just doing insane stuff. And then people kind of come up to you after the show and they start saying things like, oh, you're going to get nominated for Tony. And for me, I'm like, it's already unbelievable I'm on Broadway because, you know, what sort of unknown person gets to play the lead in a Broadway show that's a straight play at Lincoln Center? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that just doesn't happen. So it's already crazy that I'm doing that. And then people are like saying, oh, you're going to get nominated for Tony. And I'm like, okay, what I hear that as is, you think the show was good. So I'll take it. Thank you. That's very mm-hmm. nice. But yeah. that's not real. So on Tony morning, like when they're making the announcement, I literally didn't even watch them. I just got up and like did the dishes and like washed my, and my phone was on do not disturb. And I was like, well, okay, I'll, I guess I'll turn my phone off. Do not disturb now around like <laughs> 930. And I saw I had like 53 text messages and like however many calls. And I'm like, well, I don't think people would be texting me to say, sorry, you didn't yeah, get yeah, for a Tony. Yeah. So that was a really beautiful day. It was very surreal. And then, 
yeah, the whole process is just really fun. It's fun to be around the theater community. It's fun Mm -hmm. to have, you know, there's no expectation in this business that your work will ever be acknowledged, especially on that scale. So it's just an immense honor to have been part of a project that people responded to in that way and to go through that experience with all of the, you know, the designers and Liliana and, and to be able to like celebrate the work. It totally. was just a really, really beautiful experience. Incredible. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. Well, oh, we do have to get ready to wrap up because we're almost out of time, but we always ask our guests one final fun question. So the question we're coming at you with here <laughs> is, we'd love to hear a funny behind the scenes story from either Jonah or Skin of Our Teeth or anything you've done, rehearsal room, performance. Um, just something fun that our audience would love to hear from any of your behind the scenes funny moments. Yes, absolutely. So wait, I okay, I'm gonna give you dealer's choice because I have one from Jonah and I also have one from Skin of My Teeth. Oh, that's hard because oh, oh gosh, what do you think, chap? I feel like it's, we should do Jonah because we're talking about like, okay, Jonah. We'll go with Jonah. <laughs> we'll go with Jonah. Okay, cool. Okay. On our first preview. So I should actually preface this story by saying that a dust buster plays into the show. Yes. We... <laughs> On our first preview, John, who plays Steven in the show, runs out with the dust buster, kind of brandishing it wildly, and it falls apart oh, completely. No. Oh. Half of the dust buster flies into the audience. Oh, Here is a moment of like, the most pristine, pristine silence you've ever heard. And then uproarious laughter. John and I are looking at each other with our mouths wide open. We have no idea what to do. We can't do the show if the Dustbuster doesn't work. There's not an extra Dustbuster. So some intrepid and kind audience member throws the, the half of the Dustbuster on stage. And then there's a hilarious moment where I'm watching for about maybe like 15 seconds as John tries to put the Dustbuster together, but he doesn't know how. So I'm just watching him do that. And then after a while, I kind of like, I'm just like, give it to me. And then I put it back together. I give him the dustbuster back. And then we just keep going on with the show. Oh my God. It was one of the craziest moments I've ever experienced on stage. I love it. It's all those live theater. (laughs) There we go. You never know. And I bet you every time he picks up that dustbuster every show, he thinks twice about before he. Well, now now that can never happen again because there's an extra dustbuster and they've like reinforced it because that was such a crazy (laughs) moment. But yeah. And if you if your skin of our teeth story is quick, we can maybe get that one in quick too. If you oh yeah, it's super quick. <laughs> Basically, there was like one time late into the run where the leg of the dinosaur should lost. Oh no! Me and Roz, the incredible Roz Ruff, who plays Mrs. Antrobus in the show, oh, yeah. are on stage, and there's this moment where the the dinosaur is supposed to like peek in. But we only see the head. And so we're like, mm, what's going on? And it's like, and then we look backstage and they're like, oh, the leg fell off. Oh, the leg fell off. And so the stage manager has to be like, hold. But the thing is, no one knows if it's a real hold right, or a fake hold. Right, because the stage manager's in and out of the piece. Exactly. Right, right. Exactly. Oh, wow. So it was a really crazy and hilarious moment. Oh, where right. Poor dinosaur fell apart for a second. That was, was such a technologically heavy show. I'm sure at some point something could have bound to have been happening there. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Oh my gosh, wow. that is hilarious. <laughs> well, we are just about out of time. I feel like I could sit here all day and talk to you about all these wonderful <laughs> things. Uh, but that is our episode today on Half Hour. We thank you so much for listening, everyone, today. Yes, and we hope you enjoyed our conversation with Gabby Beans. We will share all information on where you can learn more about Gabby and how you can get tickets to Jonah in the description. Yes. And to all our listeners as well, if you have any suggestions for future episodes you'd like to listen to, we'd love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram and TikTok at Half Hour Podcast. Yes, thanks Thank so, you so much. Thank you so much, Richie and Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. Good luck to you with the rest of the run and all your future projects. We can't wait to see you on stage again and something or on screen because you're doing so many yes. screen things too. So thank you. Thank Wonder, you. You're yes, to God's ears. Yes, there we go. <laughs> well, signing off for now and saying ta ta for now. I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Saying bye bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.